0: A clogged milk duct, usually there's some type of issue, whether you've pressed too hard when you were pumping, you've slept on that side, maybe you wore an underwire bra for a long period of time, and it just prevented the milk from flowing down through those straws nice and easily, so it's backed up a little bit. Hey, ladies,
1: you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women, from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues, to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation... Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, since you're tuning into this episode of Mom Talks with Krista, we have Kristen Sorando back today who is a lactation consultant from Florida. And each month we've been covering all kinds of topics to help you out in your breastfeeding journey and so on from that. And so today we're talking all about issues you might come across in your breastfeeding journey. So today we're talking about cracked nipples, clogged ducts, and mastitis. So excited to dive right in. Thanks for coming back, Kristen.
0: Hi, hi everybody. Thanks for having me. I am uh Kristen Serrando, a lactation consultant out of Orlando, Florida. Um, and the company's name is Orlando Lactation. Awesome. Excited to have you back. It's been a Thank while. Thank you. Like we reached
1: out to the audience to get some different questions that they had about these topics, some things that they might be going through or had gone through in the past. So- First question is, should there ever be nipple pain when breastfeeding? And how can you tell if it's something that needs to be addressed?
0: So we've been talking all about the normals uh, over the last several months, but really wanted to tone into a lot of the abnormals, things that would be happening at home, because that's really when we know if there is something going on that's not correct. So when we talk about nipple pain, you're pro- you might have some tenderness some just generalized tenderness because you're not used to having somebody suck on you 8, 10, 12 times a day or being pumping like that. You're just not used to having that stimulation. So maybe just uh, some generalized tenderness, soreness, just from all the stimulation is normal and to be expected. What we don't want is pain, discomfort, toe curling uncomfortable, you're sweating, you're dreading your next breastfeeding session, um, any of that would be abnormal, okay? So there's a few different things that, you know, let me know pretty much right off the bat that the baby is not latching properly maybe you're not having a great position and return that causes the baby to not latch on adequately and that's usually in the beginning okay usually in your breastfeeding journey as you go on you're really not going to have any of that discomfort anymore so if you're having it in the beginning it's usually positioning and a latching issue However, everything's going really well, and all of a sudden you start to have pain or discomfort, then that's really when we look at, um, you know, possibly do you have um, an infection as a a blood bleb or a blister or milk clogged behind uh, the, you know, one of the pores of the nipples. Usually that would be what you're looking at at that time frame if it's not within the initial first couple of days. So to answer your question, should you have pain with feeding at any time? And the answer is no. If you are having pain with feeding, you or baby or both are not doing something properly and definitely would want to seek out some professional help because we don't want your breast journey to be painful.
1: All right. Great answer. That helps. Yeah, it helps a lot. So when it comes to cracked nipples, a lot of moms said that you know it happened to them or they're currently going through it. So what are the best ways to deal with cracked nipples?
0: So again, cracked nipples, very similar to pain or discomfort, really should not be having it. If you're having it, again, lets me know that baby's not latching properly. Mom's not doing something right. Or if you're pumping, that you're not using the proper flange sizes, okay? So when you guys are pumping, and we've talked about this in our pumping videos, they do come in different sizes. So you want to make sure you've been properly fitted. Because if you're using too big of a flange, the areola is actually going to be drawing in, which can cause a lot of cracking at the base of the nipple or around the areola. If you're using a size that's too small, you're going to have a lot of crack, cracking, rubbing, kind of like chafing. In the middle or to the tip of the nipple. So, again, it's not normal. So, you want to make sure that you reach out. And people say, Well, what can I do for it? Well, the biggest thing is to determine what the culprit is. So, when we're looking at the flange sizes, if it's too small, you're going to have a lot of rubbing and chafing uh, there at the tip of the nipple or along the sides. So, again, using products to help with discomfort definitely will help ease some of that pain that you're having. However, We're just putting a Band-Aid on the bigger problem. So you want to make sure that if you are having soreness, cracked, bleeding, blisters, anything like that, that you're actually getting help to find out specifically what's going on. And in return, that will help decrease your pain. It'll decrease all of that cracking. So things that you can do. Tons of over-counter, different types of products nipple creams from nipple butters to uh, lanolin to any different types of products. Pretty much all of them are beeswax based or based from uh, like an olive oil or petroleum jelly. You want to be really careful with uh, lanolin. Lanolin is made from sheep's wool. So if you have sensitivity to uh, sweaters, animals, different things like that with the lanolin cream, I recommend just putting it on the inside of your arm and testing it out for a day or so before you put it on your areola or your nipples. Okay, So any of those type of nipple creams will help relieve just some of that natural discomfort that you're having. Again, making sure that you find the culprit. Uh, There are a couple of other different products. They have breast shells or uh, now the big thing on the market are these little silver cups that go over the nipples basically what those are doing is really providing a barrier between the nipple and your clothing or your bra to prevent anything from rubbing against it, okay? If you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of buying a bunch of different products, one of the best things that you can do is just leave your breasts open to the air uh, in between feedings if you have that availability to prevent anything from rubbing it, but also the oxygen from the air will help kind of heal some of that discomfort as well. They make just These really great gel uh, products to where you can put them on top of your uh, nipple. And basically what those are is you can get them and different companies make different ones, but they're all um, like a gel based. You can get them cold in the refrigerator or the freezer. And then after you get done feeding, you can put that on top of your nipple. Again, that coldness will take that like burning, stinging sensation out of the nipple. But also the coldness uh, just really provides moms with a lot of comfort. And then again, it provides something over top of the nipple to where the nipple's not actually rubbing against your clothes or a bra if you have it on when that coldness wears off, you can take those off, put them back in the refrigerator or the freezer. um, And then that's when you can use whatever type of nipple cream that you want. My go-to nipple cream is all-purpose nipple ointment. It is expensive. Uh, It's prescription based. You can get it at a um, compounding pharmacy, which is the downfall. A lot of people don't have compounding pharmacies. Um, So the easy thing is, is just to make it yourself. So if you just Google um, all purpose nipple ointment, it'll tell you what it is actually made of. And you can just go to the pharmacy, a Walgreens, whatever next to you and buy the ingredients and mix it yourself and use that. It has different uh, things in it that will help. Anytime you have cracked nipples, you are at increased risk for other things, which we'll talk about, um, like mastitis or thrush if you have a yeast infection. So the all-purpose nipple ointment has different ingredients to kind of help all of that. It has cream in it to help with uh, yeast, uh, something to help decrease the swelling. It has a steroid and then it has your antibiotic ointment. So when you mix all three of those together, it definitely helps more with the healing aspect than just a comfort measure. Um, and it will help long-term prevent some of those other things.
1: Awesome. And you shop at Mommy Knows Best. Mommy Knows Best has a, a nipple cream too.
0: Yay. Um, So awesome.
1: And then you said a lot of it, a lot of the reason that there's cracked nipples is because of latching issues. So, do you recommend, like, after, you know, they kind of treat it, but then also like make an appointment or kind of figure out what, where the issue is coming from so they don't keep getting the cracked nipples?
0: Yeah. And you're going to kind of be doing it in collaboration together. So, say if you know, oh my gosh, it was the middle of the night, I turned the pump on the wrong setting and all of a sudden I got a huge crack and you know it was from that, then probably not needing to reach out to somebody or say the baby didn't latch great that first one or two times in the hospital and you have some damage but is doing great now, then not necessarily. But if you're consistently every time you're feeding, you're having pain or discomfort, the area is not healing with what you're doing, then absolutely. And I'll tell moms, a good analogy is think about if you were to suck on your arm or if you've ever had a hickey, one good suck, tug, or pull pops those blood vessels. So think about a baby actually feeding for 10, 15, 20 minutes, not doing it properly and all the damage it will do to the breast tissue. And unfortunately, that one feeding Could take two or three days to get the nipple to heal just from one. So it could just be just one time and you had a bad latch, but. Overall, things are going well and you're not having any problems. But if you are consistently having a lot of soreness, cracking, any type of issues, you're going to be treating it. But while you're treating it, you're going to go ahead and reach out to somebody and let them know this is what's going on. And you're kind of doing those interventions until you can meet up with somebody uh, to kind of figure out ultimately what's the culprit of the situation, you know, what's what's been causing it to begin with.
1: Okay, awesome. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective, but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code mom talks at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. And so now we're going to kind of talk about clogged ducts. I mean, a lot of questions about these two. So first things first, are milk blebs and blisters, the same thing as clogged ducts, And if not, what's kind of the category or what makes them different?
0: So a clogged duct is actually inside of the breast tissue, okay? So a great analogy that I like to use is think about you have um, a bunch of straws in the breast and the straws are very, very small, like smaller than coffee straws, okay? If you are wearing a tight bra or you lay on that side or you're pumping and you're squishing your phalanges into the breast tissue, and you can actually see a circle from where you've been pumping, you're pressing in too hard. So what'll happen is you just put a little tiny kink in that coffee straw And what happens is you're stimulating, but nothing's able to come out because you're kinking it. And what will happen is behind that, you can clog that little coffee straw. And I mean, you have to think, I mean, we're talking so, so small, but that so, so small is not allowing the milk to get through that coffee straw. So a clogged duct is actually within the breast tissue itself. A blister and a bleb, very similar. Usually, a blister is just a raised pore coming out of the tip of the nipple. And then, like a milk bleb, is so one of those ducts is coming down and then it goes through the pore of the nipple. But what has happened is behind there, it has gotten some clogged milk as well. And then, every time the baby sucks, it's clogged. So, when the baby sucks, that pore will kind of protrude out. kind of think of like a taste bud that you've burned or something like that and how it just kind of gets a little bit bigger and irritated. So what'll happen is it'll start to swell a little bit more elevated than the nipple. And you'll actually see white after you get done pumping or you've been feeding the baby because the sucking is trying to pull it out, but maybe now skin has kind of grown over it or it's still backed up behind there to where it's clogged. So similar, but different. They're both kind of the same thing. It's just one is more at the tip of the nipple and one is actually inside of the breast tissue.
1: Okay. And so treatment wise, how would you treat each one of these?
0: Again, milk bleb, milk blister, usually from not doing something right with the baby as far as latching. So we'll come back to that. A clogged milk duct, um, again, usually there's some type of issue, whether you've pressed too hard when you were pumping, you've slept on that side, maybe you wore an underwire bra for a long period of time, and it just prevented the milk from flowing down through those straws nice and easily. So it's backed up a little bit. Anytime you have any breast discomfort, whether it be swelling, uh, mastitis, a clogged duct, anything like that, you typically use the same regimen. So what I always tell moms, do warm compresses before. So warm compresses could be a huge gamut. Whatever you can put warm onto the breast tissue. So whether it be a shower, bend over and put your breast in a basin of warm water, a warm compress like a heating pad or a warm washcloth. There are a couple companies that make uh, gel pads that you can get hot and cold. You can put those on the breast tissue. What those do is when you provide warmth to the breast, it swells those straws and opens them up and makes them bigger. So that way, so it um, dilates the ductal system to help be able to push things out from there. So do warm before. And then when you either feed the baby or pumping and while you're feeding or pumping, you're really massaging that. So I've got the ducts that are open and dilated. I got the baby feeding, so they're sucking the warmth has opened it up and then I take my hand or anything that vibrates at home. Vibration is really great because it'll kind of break up the clog, but, massaging or vibrating and then between all of that it will help kind of draw that milk down through the ductal system and relieve it. And you just want to keep doing that until it does get you relief. So the warm compress feeder pump whichever you're doing at home. And then afterwards do ice. Um, so pack of frozen vegetables, ice pack What that does is it'll help decrease the swelling and provide you some comfort. Usually, if you have a clogged duct, one or two feedings you should be able to get relief from. Now, a blister, again, a blister is going to be more from the baby not latching on properly or coming back off of the nipple and taking a great big suck and really pulling that out. So making sure that you're following up with somebody Sometimes moms will get milk blebs if they have an abundance of milk and it just kind of gets clogged up behind the pore of the nipple. That's a little bit different of a regimen. Again, warm compress to the tip of the nipple, get baby to feed. By doing that and baby feeding, it still doesn't work. You can do some like um, saline soak, so warm water and uh, salt or Epsom salt and soak the nipple in it. Sometimes you might have to see the obstetrician and they might lance it. um, So just puncture the tip of it to be able to pull the milk out. You usually will have a little bit of discomfort after that they do that. um, But once they do that and they relieve that and you're able to get like the thick milk that has been stuck behind there, usually it'll kind of filter itself out and will
1: heal. Awesome tips. Yeah, we have one of those hot, cold gel pads too. I know a lot of moms tell us how amazing they are just for that, that warmth when you need that little relief. Comfort, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's talk mastitis. What causes mastitis and how can moms treat it?
0: So it's gonna be, it actually just continues to go on from the conversation that we just had. So a lot of time, mastitis, Is a cause from a clogged milk duct, say a clogged pore, a blister, or breakdown on the nipple. Okay, so usually you have something that has disrupted the milk flow um, that has caused it to kind of get angry inside of the breast tissue. And then with some type of breakdown at the nipple, it has allowed bacteria to get in causing an infection. So it's kind of the worst of both. Um, So you have the infection, but you have kind of the clogged duct or some type of nipple issue that they're both compounding each other. And moms will say, well, how do I know that I have it? Trust me, you will know. You actually feel sick. If moms truly have mastitis, you have body aches, you don't feel good, typically fever, the breast might be, um, definitely you're going to feel a hardened area. A lot of times it'll be red. Um, It'll look very angry. Um, You know, definitely not the color of your skin at all. It's going to be really red. Sometimes it'll spider out. So it can be like red centrally located, but then like veining that spreads out, that's all red and irritated as well. Pretty much definitely antibiotics. There are some physicians that will say, as long as you continue to do the warm compresses and the massaging at the breast or using a breast massager of some type, and you're able to kind of get that clogged and get the infection out, that You might not have to use antibiotics, but I do find that a lot of my local OBs will just go ahead and put moms on antibiotics as a prophylactic while they're trying to get it out just to prevent any major complications. So Mm -hmm. if you guys are having any of that, definitely you're going to want to call your OB, but again, try to touch bases with a lactation consultant because again, There could be some underlying reason that you aren't catching. Again, normally you get mastitis because there's some type of breakdown, whether it be cracking or bleeding or blister or, you know, scabbing, something at the breast tissue. So, That has to get fixed of why that's happening. Then you won't have the breakdown anymore, which in return won't cause you to have the clogged ducts or the mastitis. So unfortunately, it's kind of like this whole little domino effect. You get one and then it just continues to aggravate Based upon things that you're doing. Um, So, again, going back to like the nipple creams, find one that has a lot of different properties in it, like an all purpose nipple ointment, because it'll be kind of your preventive measure to help prevent uh, yeast or um, mastitis if you're having that. But ultimately, we got to figure out the culprit. Okay. So, if we're having that continued breakdown, we got to figure out why. And if we get to that point, then a lot of those issues will resolve.
1: Awesome. And do you recommend people use nipple cream, whether they have issues or not, just to kind of, you know, you were saying like, especially the all purpose one, having different mm-hmm. kind of
0: things that can help with, is that something like they should do as a preventative measure just to kind of take care of themselves? It's really up to moms. You know, if you're having tenderness and moms will say, why use this? And I really like it. It just makes me feel so much more comfortable perfect you know why break anything that's not broken if you find that you really enjoy a particular product and there's so many on the market um so many different companies offer different things if you find one and it's working well for you great one of the things that moms might find just in general kind of like if you haven't used lotion on your legs after you've shaved them or your skin is super dry that that's kind of when you tend to do it but if you're using it on a regular basis it kind of stays is moist. With a nipple, kind of the same thing. You're having something sucking on it all the time. It's going to be, you know, a little bit dry, a little bit more sensitive. You can just use your uh, breast milk, express it, put that on there. Um, because one of the things is you don't want to constantly be lubricating it so much to where you provide a warm, moist, area to where you're going to allow bacteria or yeast to possibly grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, use your breast milk, see how that does. But if you want to use the cream, then just small portions, I'll tell you, usually just like a pea size drop. And like, if I have a mom that's pouring a whole bunch out, like she went on her yeah. leg and put it all over the breast tissue way too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it looks still greasy Vaseline looking like when you go to feed the baby, that lets you know that you're using too much. So it it should absorb just like you would if you were putting lotion on your body. If you do happen to go to feed the baby and it does kind of still look a little greasy, just take a warm wash rag and kind of wipe it off, but it is safe to ingest for baby.
1: Awesome. And so for a lot of these, you said like at-home treatments, you can do with the hot compress, you know, obviously mastitis could be more way more serious using antibiotics. So at what point, you know, in these different um, cases, when should they see a professional, if at all, in some of these?
0: Really kind of go with your um, instinct. I recently had a mom that ended up having an abscess um, because constantly had a clogged milk duct, consistently being put on antibiotics, but really never got to um, the reason why it was happening. So just be really cautious. You know, if you call the OB's office, a lot of times they'll just call you in an antibiotic, but if it is not getting better with that, make sure that you go in to see your provider because long-term, if that particular antibiotic or whatever you're doing is not working, it can continue to get worse and worse and ultimately lead to um, an abscess or an opened wound, which is horrible. Um, You know, we're talking like surgery and, you know, just really a lot of pain and discomfort for moms. So if you don't feel like things are getting any better, then definitely you're going to want to reach out. So these things should not take long-term. If you have mastitis and you start doing the regimen that they tell you, you start taking antibiotics, you should be feeling significantly better in like 24 to 48 hours. Granted, the stuff is still going to be there. You might have some tenderness, but it is definitely getting better. Same thing with a clogged duct. You get it out, but it just keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. Okay, well, let's look into this a little bit further. Try not to treat yourself at home and doing a lot of Googling and things like that. You know, if you've given it a good shot, you've done the things that you've read about or we've talked about, and in a day or two, it is not getting any better, definitely reach out because we don't want that extreme situation to happen.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome tips. I know a lot of women go through at least one of these in their breastfeeding journey. So it's great to hear tips and uh, treatment as well. So that's all the questions we have for today, but I know we talked about doing kind of like a part two for next month. So everyone that's listening, we do these interviews with Kristen the last Wednesday of every month, or they come out the last Wednesday of every month, I should say. And so if you guys have any questions while this is out, feel free to post your questions in the comments and we'll address them in the next interview as well. Um, All kinds of issues. And Kristen, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and all that good stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Facebook at Orlando Lactation, my website is www.orlandolactation.com. You can always reach out with any questions or concerns that you might have. Awesome. Well, thanks so much
1: for coming back and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks the Crystal Podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.